Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. El Turcaso here. Once again, up for who knows how many hours. Starting this baby at 4.46 a.m. And I'm hopefully not, not going to be here very long because I actually have to get up about, mm, I'd say about 10.30 a.m. Hopefully I get at least five hours sleep. Actually, I might have to get up a little bit later than that and just rush it. Need to get at least five and a half, six hours sleep. Anyway, this is a very interesting name for a podcast, is it not? Episode six. 12, risking my soul for humanity? Maybe. So, in this case, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. But I'm the one that's going to be talking. I doubt anybody's going to come in here, but only the universe knows the answer to that. Why I say that is it's 5 a.m. just about, so... People come in, they come in. If they don't, well, you'll get to hear it, and hopefully you'll appreciate the rather interesting dilemma I am in. So instead of delaying, delaying, I met a new friend yesterday. And he happened to be a fan of my television show. And I like this man. I think he's a good man. We'll just call him Mr. S. The letter S. Now, I asked him extraordinarily tough questions. And I liked a lot of his answers. Some I didn't like, not because he was rude, not because he was inaccurate, per se, but because if he is actually accurate, it puts my very soul in jeopardy. And I may be absolutely powerless to do a thing about it. Now, you're probably thinking, wow, what in the world can be such a powerful thing that he would risk his soul? Ironically, it's you. Yeah, you. The stranger that came in here that I don't personally know and you don't personally necessarily know me. You see, one thing about Mr. S. Mr. S. has it 100% right. He said he feels like he knows me because he's seen my show. And guess what? He does know me. And he knows my heart. And I believe, he didn't come out and say it, but I believe he thinks, and he may very well be right, that 
where I am right now and where my girlfriend Annette is, we're risking our eternal souls. Literally. Now, here's the conundrum. Above all else, I mean it when I say that you and humanity in all forms of life really does matter. You see, I live that 24 hours a day, even when I am asleep. And I'll share some things with you. I could be the anti-most angry, one of the most angry men and souls on this planet. I could be the anti-humanity matters. Easily. You see, because I've been through so many things for so long that it would be easy for me to become extraordinarily bitter, extraordinarily angry, and all that comes with that. I could have turned my back on the Creator a trillion times or more in my life. And that is why it's even more profound that I could no more turn my back on the Creator than I could turn my back on any one of the seven billion souls, seven billion plus. And therein lies the catch-22. Now here's the conundrum, or catch-22. If Mr. S is correct, by the very nature of my concern for all of humanity, which is one of the directives of many religions and of the one I believe in, but it puts my soul, my eternal eternal soul, as well as the net, in absolute jeopardy. You're probably thinking, I don't get it. You're going to have to pay close attention. And I'm not saying that to be condescending. Because what I'm saying to you is not going to make a whole lot of sense unless you listen to this podcast at least a few more times in your life. But I'm going to give it the best attempt. So let me see. I want you to follow me now. Not literally, obviously. Because I have worked to do my best to love all of humanity and the directive that I believe most religions have at least something in there about, and specifically, not necessarily religions, but I spiritually love Father God. Yes, I say Father, as in man or male. Doesn't mean... I'm saying any religion is right or wrong. I'm not saying right or wrong in this particular case. I believe in Father God, and I do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But here's the problem. The problem is I also believe everybody has a right to believe or disbelieve. And I also believe 
that when we all die, every one of us, and everybody who ever has ever lived who died, it's my belief that most of us will end up in paradise, with or without regards to our belief or non-belief. <clears throat> I have my reasons for it. You can check other podcasts for that. Two of them would be, one good one would be No Ways Tired. Another one would be something to the effect of, um, it's my recent one, something about fighting back. I forget what the heck it is. I'm sorry, but I do. At any rate, so if Mr. S is correct, and it truly is only one God, and Jesus was the actual correct way, and Christianity is the correct way. Let's just, for a split second, say that's true. Let us then say that the scientists and the atheists and the agnostics, and also every other religion, is not correct in their belief. Let's just hypothesize that, yeah, it's true, Jesus is the only way. If we presuppose that, and we come to that conclusion, and it turns out that that's the way, and the only way, and no other way exists in the universe, or universes, then therein lies where I'm risking my soul, and where the problem lies. Now, you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute, you said you believe in Jesus. Exactly. But I also believe in we all have a right to not believe. And yet I also believe even those of us who have absolutely no faith and heck, who may have done evil beyond evil things and may also have even believed in the worst of the worst. Maybe they believed in the devil. Well, even they I personally believe have a chance to get into heaven. You know, I know you're probably thinking, well, how is that? Look, that's another podcast, but let me give you the short version. It's my belief that no matter what we do, what we say on this planet, in this human bodily form, that ultimately, when we expire, God will give us one last chance. That's my belief. And that's the problem. But my belief comes from the fact that I love all of humanity. I even love our enemies. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't defend us. And the human side of me would take him out or her out, and I don't mean for chicken wings. Quite frankly, if anyone tried to attack my nation, first I would legally protect or try to nonviolently protect my nation, my city, my family, what have you, whatever scenario. But make no mistake, if our enemies invaded our nation and it came to having firearms, or whatever weapon it was, I would attempt to kill them to protect 
and preserve and defend the United States of America. And if I were in another country, that country too. That's who I am. I would protect my greatest enemy if somebody tried to attack him or her. And at that time, my greatest enemy was not attacking me. That's who I am. Because I truly love all of humanity in a very spiritual way. Now, that doesn't mean that when people cut me off that I don't, like if I'm driving, oh, boy, I say words that a sailor would be blushing. And I get angry for a few seconds. Sometimes, sometimes I have road rage, at least in the mind. I'm like, you mother, I won't say it, but you get the point. But I still love them. I don't love their actions. I don't love their arrogance. I don't love their deadliness. I don't love their brainless actions. But I love humanity, and therein lies the problem. Because if it turns out that Mr. Smith is correct, my love of humanity directly conflicts with my soul being saved. Now, how so? Well, if in fact the only way for all of us to get to heaven actually is through the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Bible is right, and all other books are incorrect, then we have a problem, Houston, to use the Apollo 13 movie. We have a huge problem and real-life incident. Because if, in fact, we have a situation where one religion, let's say it's, let's say it's um, Islam, Islam or Islam. What if they're right? What if whatever religion is? The problem is, I don't see it that way. I don't believe that. I hope that it isn't that. But what if it is? And if it is, do I protect and preserve my soul for an eternity and do what I have to do, maybe convert and get saved by whichever religion it is? Do I do that to protect my eternal soul Or do I take the risk and hope that I am actually right and every religion on earth is and spiritual person on earth is incorrect? It's a huge risk. I'm literally playing Russian roulette or a cat and mouse game, possibly with my own soul. But herein lies the problem, even if it is in fact true that Mr. Smith is right, that actually turns out the Bible's right, and Jesus is the only way, period, end of story, I have to make a choice, an eternal choice, not a a decision just for my physical life, but my eternal life, 
And it is the hardest decision that one could possibly make in any and all lifetimes. Because this is the decision. This is the actual problem. I can either decide to protect my eternal soul, get right with God, and realize that we're talking about tens of billions of people throughout the history of humanity and the future history that will burn in eternal or be in eternal damnation. So either I decide to protect myself and don't end up in eternal damnation, if eternal damnation actually exists, and protect my behind and soul, or I risk it all because I believe that humanity can, for the most part, most of us can be saved. So so that you understand what I'm saying here is, I have a choice, an eternal one. Get right with God, whichever is correct, whichever religion, whatever is correct, okay, this is the choice. Get right with God, or attempt to. And none of us truly can. We got to keep trying. He explained, Mr. Swift explained, and I think he did an excellent job, by the way. But here's the thing. Get right with God. Make sure that I, I'm good forever. But the possibility that I have to abandon billions of souls. Billions. Because we all know that billions of people are never going to agree that Jesus is the way. No more that they're going to agree of any religion is the one sole way. But if it is, we are literally playing Russian roulette or Italian roulette. Let's put it this way. I'm making one up, but we're taking a loaded weapon, metaphorically speaking, and playing with our eternal souls. And that's the problem. The problem is, do I say, okay, maybe Christianity is right. And bet all my marbles, get right with Father God and Jesus, and not look back. Or do I do what I believe? And what I believe is that God loves every soul. And whether you are the biggest jerk, the worst hateful human being, you still, when you die, have one last chance. Do I risk it all on the fact that that may be the case? Or do I say, okay, you got me, God. So that is pretty much the choice. Now, the logical choice is sake, you know, if in fact any one religion is correct, go for that one. Get saved or convert. 
or whatever way you want to describe it, and protect your own behind, an eternal behind. That's the obvious and intelligent choice, practical choice. But I'm not even sure I am emotionally, spiritually, or physically able to make that choice because I cannot in any way, shape, or form ever see myself giving up on humanity. I just can't. I can't accept the fact that while I would be saved and go to paradise, that my fellow human beings of all religions and those of none would be condemned forever. That's something that I can't even conceive of. And I even told Mr. Smith, I don't buy that that book of, you know, I don't buy that deal. I don't believe that. But what if Mr. Smith is right and I am wrong? And that is the problem. But let me proceed, I mean, say this. What if Mr. Smith and I are wrong? And that he is right in that there is only one religion, one true way. I mean, one true way to get to God but we're both wrong as to who it is. What if it turns out it's one of these other religions? So I believe what we have here is actually in an, in a, in all honesty it seems to me every soul that ever, every human soul that ever lived ultimately is playing with a loaded firearm, metaphorically. Not just me, but every one of us. Because if we bet on Christianity, turns out it's a it's a Jewish God, and we were wrong, or whatever religion. You know, in, in uh, um, a Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist, whatever. What if we're wrong? What if Mr. Smith and I are wrong? What then? Seems to me each and every one of us are playing Russian roulette with our eternity. Now, the matter of atheism. I can understand the case for it to an extent. But what if you're wrong. That's the problem. But in my case, when I say that you matter and I say those words, I know that a lot of people think it's a tagline. It's not. I live it to the point of my own possible eternal damnation. But here's the problem. In no way, shape, or form, physically, spiritually, psychologically, mentally, or in any other way, can I conceive of a God, of any religion, but a God that would allow billions, tens of billions 
and who knows how many souls to be discarded and possibly either go into nothingness and or eternal suffering. Can't even conceive of that. I just can't. And now Mr. Smith brought up a very important point that every religion, regardless of what it is, they all, and no offense to you, Mr. Smith, but everybody says that. You know, we all pick our religion. That in that's part of the problem. They say Jesus is the only way or Allah is the only way, whatever. I'm not saying that's the exact same thing they say. You get the point. But therein lies the problem. Because if there is only one true way to get to God, and if it's Christianity, if it's dressing up like an animal and making up some crazy thing, if it's profession to love space aliens, if it's a known, other known religion, it doesn't really, it's not relevant to some degree because no matter which religion is correct or spiritual belief is correct, no matter which faith is correct, unless there are multiple ways and through multiple faiths, then no matter how we go to the bank, we have a check that billions of people cannot cash. And that's the problem. Because if God, or we can call it the universal intelligence, (coughs) excuse me, deemed that it would only be one religion, or one, excuse me, one faith, one belief, per se, one way, no matter if it's Christianity, no matter if it's um, Judaism, Islam, Buddhist, Hindu, you know, Sikh, whatever. If there's only one true way to get to paradise, then that means tens of billions of souls are condemned forever. Now, this is my personal prayer that I need to start doing a little bit more. I pray that each atheist, when they expire, has a chance to go to paradise, whether it's called heaven, whatever you call it. I pray that people that have killed people over religion get not only to go to paradise, but even get to be with the people they killed. I know how bizarre that sounds, but you see, it comes down to this. It comes down to love of humanity and also of a God. I want to see the Muslim, the Jew, the Sikh, the Hindu, 
the Christian, the atheist, and whatever religion there is, or faith. I want to see every denomination of every faith on the planet all one day end up in paradise or heaven together. Because if it does not end up that way, then one has to ask, how could any entity such as the greatness of our God, and our God is great, make no mistake about it, but if there's only one way, how could a God not keep his or her or its children, even if they did the worst of the worst of the worst. Now, I'm not saying that we wouldn't have to ask for forgiveness. I'm not saying we wouldn't have to convert. Okay, but the bottom line is, if in fact there is only one true way, then that is profoundly upsetting. And disturbing. That is profoundly disheartening and sad. Because let me give you an example as to why I say that. Let's say that Judaism is the only true way. That means every Christian soul is going to be in damnation. And every soul other than the Jewish soul would be gone. Now let's turn that over to the Hindu. What if it's what the Hindu believes? Every non-Hindu is gone. No matter how you look at it, billions of souls are terminated or in eternal damnation. Now you see the gravity of not only my dilemma, but of yours. If you're an atheist, it's not a dilemma because you believe all this is bullcrap. I get that. But what if it's not? What if it isn't bullcrap? Now, this is what I will say. I may never be able to convert to any one soul faith, one soul religion, and I may end up in eternal damnation or hell or whatever. I don't know. But I do know one thing. I will never give up on God or Jesus Christ. I will always love Father God and Jesus Christ. So even if I was burning in hell, I would still love God. Now, according to Mr. Smith, he says that's not possible. Now, I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with him, but it has to be possible based on if I would never give up on God, even if I was in hell, then it proves that it is not impossible. 
Because I can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I love everybody. That's why my soul could be at risk right now. I love you from a very spiritual, deep, and honest way. I love you. Love you enough that I may be risking my very soul. But you know, I'll tell you something, and I'm going to be extremely honest with you. I don't truly know, truly, how this came about, first of all. And I don't see how I could not keep fighting for your soul. I really don't. Because you're being in paradise. I don't care if you're my worst enemy. You're being in paradise. You're being in heaven, if you will. Whether you're atheist, whether you're a Satanist, a devil worshiper, whether you are whatever religion, I would still want you to be in paradise. I don't like evil. I've whooped evil's kahunas everywhere and every way I can, but you do matter that much to me, and I cannot understand it but you do. And I'll tell you something weird. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this happened and I got to be this way. Because I guarantee you, before I started doing my TV show, Humanity Matters Live, originally it was just Humanity Matters. And it's on, by the way, it's on every Wednesday at noon on the website www the letters P is in popcorn, letter C is in Christian, letter T is together, and V is in victory. People caring together victoriously. Or PCTV number two one the actual numbers, pctv21.org. Now, every Wednesday at live, I mean, live streaming or streaming live, every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, letters P is in popcorn, ctv21.org. You can watch it and stream it live at noon on Wednesdays, noon Eastern Standard Time. So if it were, if you're living in Los Angeles, it would be 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. But this, this is where it gets weird now. Before I started my show in 20, I mean 2004 or 2004, but in 2004, I started Humanity Matters. An extraordinarily profound thing happened. A profound thing that I still to this day cannot really comprehend to an extent. But I fell in love with humanity in a way that you cannot even 
conceive of. I'm not saying you're incapable of it, but it's hard to explain. And I've always loved Father God. I've always loved Jesus. The problem, I guess, theoretically, is that I love the fact that it could be a different, you know, God. Uh, not a different God, but by a different name. Uh, see, that's another thing. I don't believe there are any other gods other than the God that we all know, the, the Father of Jesus. I'm not saying that Christianity is the only way and the only God. No. No. I'm saying that that is the correct God. But what I'm also saying is that no matter how we perceive and see God, what we call him, whether we say, you know, whatever religion on earth will take us to God, I believe we're all heading to the same God. We're all on different roads, hypothetically. Let's use a metaphor. It's as if we're all going to watch the Super Bowl. To use a sports analogy, it's, let me give it to you straight. This is how I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw it down like this. Let's say that Jesus is Team Florida. Well, Miami, Florida. They changed it from, you know, the Miami Dolphins or whatever they call them now. I forget. But anyway, let's pretend that they changed the team instead of. Um, I will use a different one. Instead of the, um, geez, what's the current Florida team? It's been a while. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still around, but we'll call it Tampa Bay. So let's say instead of Tampa Bay, Jesus is, it's um, it's the Jesus Buccaneers. Another team may be the um, Abraham Steelers instead of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, let's just pretend. But ultimately, in this case, Father God is actually the Super Bowl, the trophy. But only God is not a trophy, so that he is he or she is the reward. You see, I think we're all on the same team, ironically, or to put it a different way, we may be on the Jesus Buccaneers or the um, Abraham Steelers, but we're all going at the same for the same God. Now he may look, or it may look, or you may think it's a different person or entity, but it's truly the same God. Because I think there's probably only one God in all of the universe. I know that there's some, some religious and spiritualists that say there are many gods. Well, I don't quite believe that. In fact, I don't at all. Now, that's not to say that God can't be multiple 
beings at multiple times. There may be a father and a mother God. There may be gods and goddesses. But they're really all what we believe to be father God. Now, how confusing is that? I get it. But you see, I believe all of us, whether we realize it or not, have always worshipped the exact same creator. Now, if you really want to be profoundly confused, I believe that atheists, whether they realize it or not, are worshipping God. Even though they say they don't and they don't believe God is real, in the final analysis, I believe they are connected to God. I can't give you an articulated way right now, but for example, well, actually in some ways I can. An atheist thinks all of this is hopefully duplicity and we're all crazy. But yet they have a moral compass. Most of them have a moral compass. Every one of us has a faith, including atheists, to some degree. We do. Now, atheists, I got news flash for you, buddy. A young lady, you have faith. I'll use the Tony Robbins example. It takes faith to drive down the street. Because when you think about it, The only thing that separates you is a couple of lines. You have to have faith that the person on the other side isn't going to come into your lane. You have to have faith that the people behind you and in every direction and in front of you are going to obey the traffic laws. Now, you may never perceived it or looked at it as faith, and frankly, I didn't either. I just figured it was normal. I mean, <clears throat> we take things for granted. We we accept certain things and we don't accept any some things ever. But Tony Robbins had a perfect example, and he was right. It does take faith. Hey, it takes faith to get up out of bed. Think about it. That's what he said. And he's right. You get up out of bed. Think about what you do in a day. You get up out of bed. A lot of millions upon millions of people, actually billions, get up out of bed. They may have a meal. Then a lot of them either go to school, secondary education, or a job or career. So you're leaving what is usually the most safe place in your life, which is your home, no matter what kind of fixture or structure it is. You're secure in your bed, you get up, and then you go out, and for billions of people around the globe, they either use public transportation, or they get in their vehicles. Now, he didn't add that part, I added that part. And that takes faith, because every time we get into a vehicle, we are... 20 to, I think, a 1,000 times more likely to end up in an accident in a vehicle that is driven on a highway, a road, or a street. In other words, cars, trucks. 
than we are to be killed or, or injured in an airplane or jet accident. That's right. Driving is one of the most deadliest things we do daily. And each and every one of us, every day, throughout most of our lives, do that. It takes faith. So atheists have faith. They just didn't know it. They didn't recognize it as faith. They looked at it in a practical, scientific, analytical way, possibly. But this is the thing. This is the thing. He is right about the faith issue. Now, now that we established that we all have faith, it's my belief that we all also are worshiping the exact same God. It's just that we're worshiping, 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 worshiping God with different perspectives, visions, and beliefs. So in other words, I'm saying to you, the God of Christians is the same God of the Jews, of the Hindu, of the Buddhist, of the Muslims, of the Sikh, whether you're Orthodox or whatever. I'm saying that not only every religious religion and faith on this planet worships the same God, in my opinion, not only everyone worships the exact same God, but every species in the universe that exists and has faith also is worshiping the same God. And if you're wondering, did you, if you caught that, I also just said to you that we are not alone in this universe. I also said to you that there are intelligent beings out there. Now, before you think that I'm drunk, I'm just extremely tired or retarded or whatever, I didn't say science or you and I have discovered beyond all reasonable doubt that there are other species out there, which we would call alien. I didn't say that they'd been proven to be there yet. But again, it comes down to faith and it comes down to common sense. You see, we have a universe that literally has 60, something like, I think it was 60 trillion or more stars and and planets and yada, yada, yada in our known universe. In, in, in our galaxy alone, there's something like 50 million potential planets that can inhabit life. So there's no doubt mathematically speaking somewhere in the universe and probably many millions of places there are other beings and what I'm saying to you is everyone in the universe it's my supposition my theory and hypothesis that we're all praying actually praying and worshiping the exact same God I think there is only, not only one God in our universe, 
I believe there's only one God in all of the universes combined. Now, can this God be multiple gods or at least allow those viewing him or her to believe that? It's possible. In the universe can trick you. What I'm actually saying, so very, I want you to pay very close attention because I guarantee you, you're going to need to listen to this a few times. What I'm actually saying is yes. In fact, we are all worshiping the same God. Even though we've killed each other in the name of God, we've actually been deceived by evil into doing that. I'm saying to you, that the Muslims, the Jews, the Christians, the Hindus, the Sikhs, um, and any and all states of this planet are actually, I believe, worshiping the same God, just in different ways. And the prophets are known at different times as different human forms. Now, what I'm saying goes against every faith on the face of the earth. Billions of people. And I can be 100 quadrillion percent wrong. But what if I'm right? What if I am right? Now, here's the biggest issue for all of us. We are risking our eternal souls we are betting all the money, all the marbles, all the chips that we're right. Here's the problem. Even if we are right, even if we are eternally saved and we end up in heaven, paradise, or whatever we call it, do we not care? Do we decide to abandon the other billions of people that can even include your own family? That is all of our real dilemma. Not just mine, yours too. But for me specifically, I'm wrestling as if I was a wrestler with a very huge, yes, Donald Trump, shut up. <laughs> I used your words. And by the way, Donald Trump, your hair looks like it should be in the toilet, so I gave you a nickname, Toilet Hair. If you want to pick on people, you are now known as Mr. Toilet Hair Donald Trump. Sorry, bucko, but that's the way it goes. I love you, spiritually, but Donald, you picked on too many people, so you are now Toilet Trump or Toilet Hair Trump. Anyway, Toilet Hair Trump, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I love people, but that doesn't mean I won't whoop their brass. At any rate, getting back to the regularly scheduled dilemma. I'm never giving up on God. Period. And in fact, I still may be burning hell if Mr. Smith is right. But I don't see myself being able, at least not right now, being able to ever concede 
that there's only one true way to God. And the reason I feel that way, I feel that way, I'm not saying I won't convert and change my thought process, but up until 52 years of my life, I can't see myself doing that based upon and predicated upon, yeah, my asteroids would be saved, but we're talking about abandoning tens of billions of souls throughout the history of time. Probably trillions of souls. Trillions of souls are going to be burning in hell forever. Trillions of souls are going to be either burning in hell or just cease to exist. Trillions. I just can't even conceive of that. And the weird part of this whole thing is, and it's profoundly bizarre, is that we look at our planet right now, our very families in many cases, would abandon us for a few million dollars or even a few hundred. Let's be honest. Yet I'm willing to risk my eternal soul so that others not be condemned. Now, I believe in Father God and Jesus and a lot of other religions too. But you know, the irony of ironies is if, if I'm willing to risk my eternal soul, well, it sounds as if I'm actually following one of Jesus's commandments and, and, and things that he said. When you lay down your life for another, you do this for me. Now, I'm not trying to be a martyr. I don't believe me. I'm not trying to be a martyr. No way. No way. And I'm not trying to be defiant to any God. Again, I believe there's only one God. I'm certainly not trying to be blasphemous. And I love Jesus Christ to the point that if Jesus were to come down here today on our planet and somebody tried to attack him, I would fight them to the death. And if I got killed in the process, so be it. Because ain't nobody going to mess with my Jesus. Now, having said that, I would also defend anyone. And if it turned out that Allah or whomever, other religions, were to come back in human form, I would do the same thing. Now, I would defend them. Now, you might think, well, what if they're evil? I'm not saying any faith is evil. I'm not saying that. I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that Allah was evil. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I would protect Allah. You see, here's the thing. If somebody came at Jesus and tried to attack Jesus, and I had been there, I would have been killed. There's no way I would have let that go down without fighting back. Now, having said that, if it was in fact deemed by God himself, 
to then create himself as a, in human form, and there was no way other than for him to be dead, I mean killed. Yeah, I could have messed up the, the story, <laughs> okay? But the thing is, ain't nobody going to mess with my Jesus, or no one is going to mess with Jesus. Now, getting back to what if I'm condemning myself to an eternal damnation? Well, there is a potential conflict of interest here. Not conflict, but um, contradiction. Because if Jesus says, when you lay down your life, you do this for me, and I'm willing literally to lay down my soul for untold billions of others, then maybe, and believe me, I am not, I'm not perfect. I say the F word more times when I get mad than you can imagine. I'm no saint. I'm no angel. And I sure as heck are not, am not considered any religious, of any religion. I'm no parishioner, I guess is the word I'm putting. But that being said, if I have to risk my soul, maybe in the risking of the soul, I'm doing exactly what Jesus said. Now, here's the other problem. Do I want to risk my soul? No. No. And if Jesus came down and said, look, Al, this is the deal. If you don't follow me and sacrifice all of those, potentially sacrifice all those souls, you're definitely going to hell. If Jesus told me that, if I knew it, absolutely certainly, could I actually sacrifice all those lives? And honest truth is, probably not. And knowing me, yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Father God, I hope you don't get too pissed off. And Lord Jesus, I, you know what I would say? We're talking about Jesus, God's Son, whether you believe or not. I would say, well, hold on a minute. I wouldn't say it like that, but I would, if I could even get words out of my mouth, I would attempt to say, why would you and the Father sacrifice so many? You see, my problem with the whole thing about this type of faith versus faith is I don't see God that way. And, you know, me and Mr. Smith, we're kind of button heads a little bit, but I can't see God doing that. I just can't. And it's not that I'm trying to Conform God to my beliefs, because I can't. God conforms us, if anything, but we cannot conform God. Now, that's not the point. But I would have to say, well, how can we let that happen? That would be the, the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst. And people like certain talk show hosts that are on cable, they could be vindicated, in a sense. If, there, if in fact, I don't care what your faith is, if there's only one way to get to God and get to heaven, 
and everybody else goes to hell, then Bill Maher, I'm going to call him out because I like Bill Maher, but he's right. He's right. Because if God would do that, that's not really a God that I can believe in. Now, don't don't get me wrong, Father God. Don't get me wrong, Lord Jesus. I believe in you a million percent. But therefore, I still contend I cannot believe any one faith is the only way. Now, does that condemn me? Honestly, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. At some point, yeah, I can eventually believe in one faith. But if I have to decide, is it my soul or is it humanity, I'm not sure I can make that decision, whether I want to or not. I don't think my heart can make that decision. I cannot see myself saving my soul but watching tens of billions be extinguished. And I know what that sounds like. It sounds like somehow I'm trying to be a martyr, but I'm not. But like I said, in 2004, something miraculously happened. Because before 2004, trust me, I wasn't thinking about the greater good of humanity all the time. I was a normal guy. I was thinking, wow, I'd like to get that honey, and you know what I'm talking about. Or I was thinking, yeah, I want to get famous as an actor. Let it be all about me. But I swear to every God, I mean, no, the one and only God, I swear to our Father God, who is actually in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy king, thy thy king, it comes, something like that. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the rest of it. I swear to you, to Father God and the Lord thy God, I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God's true sons and daughters. Something happened in 2004. Because before then, I was an arrogant jackass. We all are arrogant jackasses, to be true truthful about. And when we become non-jackasses and when we become heroes, when we become people that help hundreds or thousands or millions or billions of people, that's not us. We may be the vessel, but ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you that is God. Or that is the universal intelligence. It is not you, nor is it I. Gandhi, in human form, helped untold millions of people. Martin Luther King and Sister Rosa Parks, untold millions. 
but really did it. No matter which faith you believe in, it was God. It was God. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, of this planet and of all planets, it was God that did that. It was God that brought Martin Luther King to Washington, D.C. It was God that brought everyone that came with him. It was God that walked there in, I think it was Simona or whatever. And even when people got killed fighting for justice and equality and freedom, God was there. And those souls, and my belief is, their souls, they did go to heaven. But when something like a change in a nation from apartheid to Nelson Mandela becoming a president of that country, it wasn't Nelson Mandela. It wasn't even the non-peaceful or violent revolutions. None of that. It wasn't us that created the United States of America, and it wasn't us that kept her safe up until today, for the most part. It's God. Through our physical forms. But make no mistake, it's God. Now, I'm not trying to be a minister, a preacher, or proselytize. That's not me. Not really. But if you will recognize what is your really there, your soul can be saved. And I'm not going to say which is the real and only one way to God. Now, in a later day, time, month or year, I may have totally changed my mind. I may say, you know what? And it may be Christianity, maybe something else. This is the real way. But I do know I want you to have your souls saved. And I want atheists to realize you may not quantify, but you have a soul. And you also have faith. So you see, every human person to some degree has faith. Now, again, before I go, in 2004, a miracle actually happened. A miracle has actually, it had actually happened. Not only was was I transformed some, from somebody that could have had the show be all about me, before I even decided to do one episode, and with nobody suggesting anything, I said, if I do this, it's got to be about the greater good. It's got to be about all of us. Nobody asked me to. Nobody told me to. Nobody suggested it. But that wasn't just a miracle. That was one of them. But then I thought, well, what kind of a name can I have for this this, this show? And I swear to you, with all religious books 
of all denominations and religions, I swear to you, and to the Holy Bible, and I swear to Father God, the Holy Spirit, and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, I swear to you. I said, what can I name this show? And I swear to God and to Jesus Christ, within a billionth of a second, the name Humanity Matters came to my brain. I don't know where it came from. Humanity Matters flew into my brain like twice the speed of light. In fact, it came to my brain so instantaneously out of nowhere that I almost didn't use it. I thought, well, how can I use this? It can't be that simple. Humanity matters. And a lot of people probably think that's a silly name or why that? I mean, it's so simplistic. But it's also profound. And you know what it really is? It's a declaration. It's a declaration. And frankly, I would never be so arrogant to claim it. Because that had to come from a higher power to make such a profound statement. And I've done this now for 12 years. Humanity matters. Now I want you to think about that. If you listen to nothing that I say, if you don't agree that God is real, and you don't think that our souls are at stake. All that's fine. I love you anyway. I want you to leave. I mean, I want you to think about this, though. Think about the name of this podcast. I'm not talking about the episode, but the the actual series. Humanity Matters Podcast. The TV show that actually airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Humanity Matters Live. That's a declaration. That's a living, breathing declaration. Humanity Matters. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what faith you are. When I do figure it out, if I ever figure it out, I don't care which religion it is, which faith it is, I guess I should say, I'll give you that breaking news. But atheist, God matters too. An atheist, God is a million percent real. I'm not saying it to be ignorant. I'm saying it because it's true. Other podcasts can explain why. I may not know what the true way to get into paradise is, but I know paradise is real. How real is God? How real is our God? How real and alive is our God? 
When I say our God, I mean whichever faith you have and whatever beliefs, whether they're good or not so good. How actual real is our God? Let me ask you this question. Did you ever think you're breathing? You're breathing. You're alive. And just the fact that any of us are alive, that's a demonstration that God is real. An absolute demonstration. And for some of us, it's even more of a miracle. You see, I'm one of those living, breathing miracles. In 1966, I was supposed to be gone because of my heart situation. And you can listen to other podcasts and learn this. But I want to say something to Mr. Smith. I thank God for you. We may not be in agreement yet. We never, we may never be. But the fact that you care about my soul as I care about yours, Mr. Smith, this is what God wants. This is what God wants. Not what Albert Tricasso wants. Not what you want. Not what Mr. Smith wants. This is what the Lord thy God wants. For us to love each other. Mr. Smith has a lot of things right. And I have things that are correct. But what I will tell you is, we need love. And we need to embrace and love people of all faiths. Christians need to love atheists. Jews, atheists, you name it. All of us need to get on board. Because guess what? There is actually a physical, living, breathing spirit. You're part of it. But there's also the entity. And Jesus is actually alive through each and every one of us, or whatever faith you are. Is there actual Jesus in an actual heaven or paradise? Yes. Yes, there is. That's a fact. I don't need to be convinced of that. I know that. I know that. Atheist says, well, you can't know that. Wrong. I can know that. We can talk about that another time. But Mr. Smith has a lot of things right. Mr. Smith did a very selfless act yesterday. I thank God for Mr. Smith. His podcast, I'm going to send it to him. We're going to still have conversations, Mr. Smith. And I don't know if I'll ever get to that promised land. I don't know, like Martin Luther King said. 
But I know I will always love Father God. I will always love the Lord Jesus Christ. On that one, I may be the only soul in hell if I end up in hell. I may be the only soul in hell. But I will still praise God. No matter what extra punishments I get. I've been through hell. Not that kind of hell, but other types. I've been through some things that no one should be through. I've watched deaths. So many times that it tears me apart. So I guess it's not that shocking that I would want to protect every soul that ever existed. I guess it's not that shocking in the final analysis because you know why? I've seen too much death. I've watched too much suffering. And I know there's a better place for all of us. And I'm not trying to sound like a a minister. Not really. But I know there's a better place. I know that Abraham Lincoln is in paradise. John F. Kennedy. Martin Luther King. Gandhi. Mother Teresa. Sister Rosa Parks. And countless others. I know that our departed soldiers of all nations who gave up their life so that their friends and fa- their friends on the battlefield might live. I know that there's a God. I may not know which way to get to heaven yet, but I know there's a God. Just like Martin Luther King knew He may not be there when that great day came, when that dream became a reality. But he knew the dream would. The dream has not been realized completely. In fact, in some ways, it's unraveling. But to the spirit and the soul of Martin Luther King, Sister Rosa Parks, and all that fought for civil liberties for women, men, minorities, and whomever. You don't have to worry because evil may take away what you fought and died for and fought and lived for temporarily. But as God is my witness, what every fiber of my being I will legally, ethically, peacefully do everything I can to see see that all children, all women, and all men of all planets and all faiths and this planet and this great nation have what they need and that they have Hope. 
Because like Jesse Jackson said in the 80s, keep hope alive. I may not make it to the mountain, just like Martin Luther King. I may not get there right away or until the next lifetime. I may not get there. I may lose my soul to save 10 trillion or billion, whatever the number. But I will not accept. I will not accept condemnation of all of my family and friends and all of you. I will not accept that. It's not a defiance to Father God. It's not in defiance to Jesus. It is for the love that I've learned from Father God and Jesus. And I may be as wrong as wrong can get. But make no mistake. I'm going to keep fighting. Legally. Ethically. Peacefully. And spiritually. For all of us. And I'm going to keep fighting to see that while we are alive in this vessel, every American has access to health care. Every American child has food in their stomach, clothing on their bodies, education and medical care. Because I don't know about you, but I believe in hope. I believe in the words of Abraham Lincoln, and I believe in justice, fairness, equality, and the love of each other, the love of each other and the love of our fellow human beings and the love of God. And I'm not here to sound like a preacher, and I'm not here to do this for dramatic reasons. This is me. I got three hours of sleep to go. But I'm no ways tired. Now, I don't know if I'll ever be a Christian. I don't know if I'll ever be a Jew. I don't know if I'll ever be whatever you may think. But I know that I love the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that I love each and every one of you. Whether you are Jew, a Muslim, my enemy, my friend, it doesn't matter what you are. I know with absolute certainty that it is right, it is moral, and it is true to care, to even put thy own soul on the the scales of justice. If my soul be condemned to save 10,000 or 10 million or whatever the number I may have to place it on that plate or that scale I know that it's right when I speak on other podcasts about universal health care in the United States of America I know that it's right I know that it's right when I say homosexuals should have the same rights as heterosexuals. I know that it's right. That I, when I say 
40 million people every month should not go hungry in the United States of America. I know that it's right that we should not have, should not have people <clears throat> who claim to be policemen, but their hatred and their racism have killed countless black men, women, and children. I know that it's wrong for us to look at people who are Middle Eastern and assume that they somehow are our enemies. And I know that it's true that there are those that are. I know that it's true that there are criminals of all pigmentations, all religion, I mean, faiths and pigmentations and nationalities. I know that. But I also know but this is the United States of America. Used to be home of the free, land of the brave. I did not make a mistake and reverse that. You may think I did, but I didn't. But now we became, in a larger sense, home of the cowards, land of the enslaved. We have men like Donald Trump, who I believe to be extraordinarily confused or extraordinarily evil, and I have not figured out which one. But when a man can say a veteran is not a hero, when a man can cut up on disabled Americans, when a man can cut up on women when a man could be so arrogant, such as Donald Trump, and yet half of Americans, half of this nation, maybe 50, 60 million people are willing to vote for an evil or extraordinarily mentally ill young man. I mean, man, I know that it's wrong. It's wrong, America. If you vote for Donald Trump, you might as well just vote for a dictator. If you vote for Donald Trump, you might as well just vote for Satan. I'm not saying that he's as bad as Satan. I'm not even comparing him. But his heart's not right. You don't cut up on women and veterans, Mexicans, illegal or, or otherwise, legal or otherwise. You don't destroy disabled Americans. You don't say John McCain is not a hero. I do not politically agree with John McCain nine times out of ten, but the man is a hero. And I know that our country will face a tougher time than under the George Bush administration. I tried to warn my fellow Americans back then, don't let that man in. Our economy is going to be messed up. And no one believed me. And the results came in. And I'm telling you, I know that if Donald Trump wins, the Bush years are going to feel like the good old times. 
know this. Absolutely know this. Not because I'm partisan. But because of his attitude. He may think he is a Christian. He may think he's not doing any wrong. And I cannot cast that stone because I am also a sinner. But I know this. I know this. You don't destroy anybody. You empower. You encourage. And one of the things about politicians of all stripes and of all political parties, which is the same thing, You have campaigns that destroy your own own so-called allies. And then are we to absolutely disregard what you say when you're campaigning against that person? And then when that person's your nominee, suddenly all is forgiven. Suddenly it's all good. No, it's wrong. It's wrong. Donald Trump is wrong for this nation because of his arrogance, chastising, destroying, verbally attacking hero veterans, Mexicans, women, and the disabled. And yet, Half of America is so brainwashed that they would consider this man, this man that with one false move could send us into a catastrophic war? I know that it's wrong for him to be in there. I'm not saying to you that Hillary is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Nor am I saying any candidate, or even Bernie Sanders, any candidate. But I know what's not right for America. And I know this not from political ideologies, but from the man's own words. Ladies and gentlemen, let us remember, this is not a game. This is our lives. This is our country. This is our very souls that are at stake. Our souls that are at stake. If we don't change our nations, all nations, and start caring about the homeless. Start helping those who are not able to help themselves. Then God will not have to forsake us. We will have forsaken ourselves. And President Obama, I like you. But you have done terrible things to our nation. Allowing the the National Defense Authorization Act provision that allows us to be having spied on or surveyed, you know, surveillance 
potentially on every American. Having a law put in place that any American could be put to death if they are called the T-word under the provisions of the the NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act. That's an abomination, Mr. President, that Congress and you, Congress and you created. It's an abomination, and it does not protect our nation, Mr. President. On other matters, I agree with you. I support you and would even support a third term if possible. But on the matter of the National Defense Authorization Act, I believe you to be traitorous or a traitor. I believe all members of Congress who agreed to that to be the same. I cannot believe, Mr. President, that you did that. But I forgive you, and I still love you spiritually. I did not agree with President Bush and 99.9% of his policies, but I love President Bush spiritually. It's about love, ladies and gentlemen. So if I have this love, why do I say don't vote for Trump? It's not that I don't like Trump. I don't like his evil actions. Destroying the disabled? Saying McCain's not a hero because he got captured? That is an abomination, Donald Trump. Yes, he got captured. But he also put his life on the line. And he also had some victories before he got captured. How dare you, Donald Trump? I'll leave all of you with this. No soul that ever lived can cast that first stone, except for Jesus and maybe the other prophets. I don't know about the rest of them, but I know other than Jesus and maybe those prophets, other than Jesus, we know absolutely certain Jesus, if he wanted to, could have cast that first stone. So I'm not casting any stones. On anyone. But I will say this. We have to become a nation and a planet of compassion where no child or anyone suffers the indignities, the tragedies, and the absolute abominations of what is going on in most of this planet. Let us not let evil win. Let us unite. Let us unite and show love. I thank Mr. Smith in ways that he cannot ever fully comprehend, not because he's not capable, but because it transcends humanity. And there is a God Rest assured, there is a God. Which way we get to heaven, 
or paradise, we don't necessarily know yet. But I believe in Father God. God believes in us. We need to believe in us. I love all of you. And yeah, it is true that God matters. Jesus matters. And all faiths matter. For it is true and it is written and shall be forever proclaimed by some soul that you and humanity and all forms of life really does matter. I love each and every one of you. If I have to risk my soul to help you have your eternal salvation, this humble man will do what he must do. I love all of you. May you have what you want and what you need and never want again and be without. Good night. I love you, Father God. I love you, Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Good night. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.